Welcome to Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed. In this particular episode, we will be taking a look at a 2016 case of extreme police violence. And when I say extreme, I mean really extreme. Um, and it isn't the first time I've seen an extreme case of violence like this used by slave catchers against people here in the United States. We're going to take a look at the case of Jamarion Robinson, who was killed by police in 2016 uh, in Atlanta. I believe it was in Atlanta uh, at an apartment complex. Uh, had an opportunity to speak with his mom and allow her to share information and details about the case. But before um, I run that for you, I wanted to share with you a video that was shot the day of, it was August uh, 5th, 2016, when Jamarion Robinson was killed by police. Now, I just want to warn you that there is some strong language that is used during um, the recording. So if you are offended by strong language, then here's your opportunity to opt out of watching this portion of the video. But you definitely have to listen to it. It's just like you are there, right there and hearing how this young man was gunned down by police. So let me go ahead and run that for you. Again, very strong language ahead. Oh. Really? Police out here shooting folks, y'all. Oh my gosh, Jesus Christ. This is fucking crazy. But they come over here shooting. Oh, he got a gun. That's why they shooting at his dumb ass. Throw the gun down, son, and come out. Throw it down. What the Throw fuck? Throw it down. Who the fuck got the next? Police. Come to the door. Then they got, then they got the folks. Why is he talking so loud? They can't do shit to us. You gonna watch the fucking news, Kelsey? Yeah. They, they can't do shit to us. Come in the house, because you gonna get me shot. He's shooting out with no folk. That boy shooting out with no folk. I'm finna put this on my Instagram. I got the first video. That's crazy. Come on. I just told your ass they don't give a fuck.
Y'all see how crazy the 12 is, bruh? They out here shooting in this motherfucking apartment complex. In the house. Shooting in the damn house. In the damn house, dog. Look at the fake police over here hiding behind the car. What is you doing, ma'am? The action is in the building, ma'am. Okay, so that was the video. Again, apologies for the language, but I did not want to edit the video whatsoever. And so that was shot, obviously, by a neighbor on August the 5th, 2016, uh, when Jamarion Robinson was killed by police. Now, a couple of things uh, I wanted clarification on, so I asked for clarification. And this is what I was sent. Now, we are going to hear from... Um, Mrs. Monteria Robinson, uh, Jamarion's mother, and she's going to share um, a lot of details with us. But on the point, you hear them saying, oh, he's shooting out. Um, you hear, you know, the person in the apartment that's taking the video, but he doesn't actually see anyone shooting but the police. So, you know, we cannot allow his commentary to prejudice the facts in this case. So I asked her for cl clarification on that. And this is what uh, she sent me. She says that per law enforcement expert report, the investigative narrative claim Robinson appeared at the top of the stairs and began shooting. This statement that seems to justify Daniel Doyle's use of deadly force is factually incorrect. There is no evidence that Robinson discharged the firearm. It clearly states Robinson never fired at the officers, but three officers began to fire at Robinson. So there's some clarification uh, from the mother on that who is citing these different uh, reports. And I will um, later on uh, in this episode, we'll share all the social media that's associated with his case. So for those that want to sign the petitions and follow the case, you will be able to do so online. Um, but just an extreme act of violence. Um, and this isn't like a, a case that's out of the ordinary. This happens all the time. Go to killbypolice.net. Go to killbypolice.net and you'll just see how often. I mean, it's worse than a war zone and I've been to a war zone. Um, we, The number of people that are killed by United States police, we didn't lose that many during Desert Shield and Desert Storm. We haven't lost that many in Afri Afghanistan. We haven't lost that many in Iraq. These people are off the chain. Um, it's like they have a culture of murder. And we need professionals, like for example, and this might be a bad example, but it's the only one I got. You know, you watch these movies and what have you that's involving like, let's say a hostage situation. And they always have the guy who's the negotiator. He's always able to talk someone down 
and all of that. What happened to those? What happened to those? How often are are they deployed and what have you? So I heard and you'll hear this um, in the video um, that I'm going to play when I spoke with Mrs. Robinson the other day. But his stairs were, his body was left at the bottom of the stairs. Apparently he was handcuffed after they sh shot him and dragged him to the bottom of the stairs. And you will hear her talk about how they left his body there for eight hours. So if you had officers that could sit around for eight hours while his dead body was there, then certainly y'all could have waited eight hours to try to talk somebody out the house. Okay. There's just no excuse for this extreme violence. Um, so I'm going to not give away some of the details uh, from when I spoke to Miss Robinson, but I'm allow y'all to just hear from her directly. So again, uh, this is Mrs. Monterio Robinson um, speaking of Black Talk Radio News about her son's 2016 case. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Monteria Robinson. I am the mother of Jamarian Robinson. Uh, who was Jamarian Robinson? Jamarian Robinson, at the time of his death, he was a student athlete at Tuskegee University. He was a biology major. He was in his final semester. He was 26 years old. But on August the 5th, 2016, my son was sitting inside his girlfriend's living room apartment watching television uh, when approximately about 1.30 p.m., her door was battle rammed open by 17 road police officers from Atlanta to Fulton County to Fayette County to Clayton County to East Point to U.S. Marshal Service with no warrant. Over 90 rounds were fired at my son. I'm going to say that one more time. Over 90 rounds were fired at my son. Flashbang grenades were thrown at him, landing on him, burning, burning him. After that, someone walked up the stairs, stood over my son, and shot down into his body. Not three times, which we originally was told, but I just found out a week ago that he was someone stood over his body and shot down to his body five times. After that, they handcuffed my son and drug him down the flight of stairs, where his body laid there for over eight hours with no medical aid rendered. After that, my mother, my brother, um, and my, uh, my aunts and uncles, they all arrived on the scene. And my mother was hysterical. She was asking, why? Why why would you all do something like this? They stated, oh, we were looking for him from a week ago. He pointed a gun at a police officer and took off running. Then, they, then the GBI lady, Miss Cynthia Atkins, showed my mother and my two brothers a photo of the person she was looking for. And my mother went, that's not my grandson. My two brothers then went, no, that's not our nephew. My older brother then went, you know, my nephew looks like me. So he flipped out his phone, showed the GBI lady what my son looked like, and she asked my brother to airdrop that photo to her. And my brother did. That night, they dropped that photo on the news stating East Point man had a shootout with police today. So that's the false narrative that they feed to the public and, and the media. So what I've been doing for the really the last four years, my son was killed August the 5th, 2016. And I'm going to say this one more time so you guys can, 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 can hear what I'm saying. My son had a total of 76 bullet wounds to his body. 76 bullet wounds to my son's body. He was shot six times in the palm of his right hand, five times in the palm of his left hand, all down his arms, his torso, 
his thighs, his groin, his shins, his feet. 76 bullet wounds to my son's body. The officers have not been charged as of today. We're now in June of 2020. The DA has been dragging his feet here in Atlanta, Georgia. We not only have my case here in Georgia, there's many other cases from Jimmy Atchison to Kane Rogers to Javis Benjamin to Shali Tilson. I can just go on and on and on, but nobody is talking about the cases that are going on here in Georgia. There's been over 130 killings by police of brown and black people here in Atlanta, Georgia since 2015. I'm gonna say that one more time. There's been over 130 plus cases here in Atlanta, Georgia or, or here in Georgia period of brown and black men killed since 2015. Atlanta is ranked number 10 with the most fatal police sh shootings. Again, Atlanta, Georgia is ranked number 10. Every day in the U.S., one brown or black person is killed by police. That's facts. That's real talk. Facts. Uh, I'm going to kind of uh, go over some information with you all. I'm not sure if you all are familiar with uh, the incident that happened recently here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I think the, the end of May, uh, May 29th to be exact, uh, of the tasing of the college students. Uh, one of those students, I mean, those, the tasing of the students, one of those officers that was involved in that tasing of the students was also one of the officers involved in my son's murder. He was the one who actually handcuffed my son and drug him down a flight of stairs. I'm going to also go over some more facts with you all uh, in reference to uh, the Fulton County DA here. His name is Paul Howard. He stated on the news uh, on June 2nd that he did not have the authority to arrest the officers who were involved in my son's case. He stated that because they were federal employees. But I do have the documentation, basically their OPA office, which actually states that that they were not federal employees. So I provided that to the media on June 8th. Uh, on June 8th, his office did rebuttal back to me and said, oh, when the courts and everything opened up, they were going to indict those officers. I want those officers arrested right now and off the streets. Because that same officer who was involved in my son's murder, William Willie T. Sauls, he also killed someone in 95 and, two, and in 2012. That's facts. He was involved in my son's murder. That's facts. He was also involved in the tasing of the college, the Morehouse and the Spelman student here in Atlanta. That's facts. And, and I'm going to go a little bit further. That was uh, June 8th when I made that statement to uh, the Fulton County DA office. But on June 17th, um, when Paul Howard uh, made the arrest of the of the, the officers that were involved in Mr. Brooks' murder, uh, he stated, you know, the media was asking him, what about the current cases that he have that sit before him? He then stated, so his response to that was, oh, I can't make an arrest, uh, you know, because there was no body cameras. My son's body is the body camera. What more do you need? Because prior to body cameras, body cameras came about in 2014, Prior to that, what did they base their facts and stuff off of? Basically, they based their facts off of evidence and findings. Facts. That's how they were able to determine who to prosecute, who to prosecute and who not to prosecute. 
So my son, body is the actual body camera. I'm going to actually uh, go over just real briefly. Uh, I'm going to, um, uh, I, you know what? I'm going to probably talk about that another time because it will be too detailed. But I'm going to go over the history of the corruption of some of the officers who were involved in my son's murder. Again, as I stated about Willie T. Sauls, who murdered someone in 95 and again in 2012 that was also involved in my son's murder. But you also had another officer. His name is Daniel Timothy Doyle. He had a history of corruption, such as armed robbery, false arrests, illegal searches, burglary, and intimidation of individuals. You also have another one by the name of Christopher Hutchison, uh, Hutchins, actually, Christopher Hutchins. He has a history of DA seeking grand jury indictment for felony murder. So who's the criminals now? So my thing is that, you know, I, you know, you know, we are, or, or, or me, as just as uh, of, of a as a mother, you know, we're tired of seeing our loved ones, you know, being hunted uh, is what I call it. You know, they're hunting our brown and black children every single day in the United States of America. And I would also like to pose this question to your audience. When a person goes hunting, or if you've ever seen uh, a movie on TV where you see them hunting, like in the wilderness, how many times do they shoot their target? I just need for everybody to think about that. How many times do you shoot a, do you see them shoot their target? They only shoot their target one time. Why is that? To prevent from tearing the flesh of the animal. So imagine my son was only like five, six, you know, 150 pounds. Imagine him having 76 bullet wounds to his body. And to be honest, he had really more bullet wounds than that. The, the medical examiner uh, report uh, lady who did his autopsy, she just said, she just stopped counting at, that high number because it was just so many. So imagine a small person, everybody know what five, six, 150 pounds is. Imagine somebody that size receiving that many bullet wounds to their body. And you know, and it's like, why, why I gotta wake up angry every day because they're not doing their jobs. You know, Fulton County uh, DA mentioned to me uh, on June 2nd, he said, I'm surprised a celebrity hasn't picked up your case. But my thing is, if you do your job, you would not have to worry about a celebrity picking up my case. And I'm gonna end on some actions that I would like for the community to, to, to do first off. First, I need for you all to go to change.org and sign the petition, Justice for Jamarian. Again, that's change.org and sign the Justice for Jamarian Robinson a petition and please share that with your friends and family and also too i would like for you to also call to the fulton county da here in atlanta and tell them to arrest those officers we demand that they arrest those officers get them off our streets and out of our community and that number is 404-224-3230 i'm gonna give that to you once more 404-224-3230 and also, too, I need for people to leave a public comment on all Atlanta City Council meetings demanding them to implement policies circle around police misconduct. And we demand that those officers be arrested immediately. Immediately, I always say justice delayed is justice denied. Again, my name is Monteria Robinson. I am the mother of Jamarian Robinson. And I would like for you all too to follow me on all our social media platforms. And I have his flyer right here, but I'm gonna go over 
Uh, this is his flyer. So if you see his flyer online, please share it. But all of our social media platforms, we are at Justice for Jamarian on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, my website is justiceforjamarian.org. Uh, please donate to my GoFundMe because this is the fight. I've been in this fight for four years. Uh, it has been a struggle for me, you know, to be honest, financially, because no, my story never did make national news. But I always say my son did not die in vain. Uh, and as his mother, I will con continue to be his voice for him. And my GoFundMe is also Justice for Jamarian. And that's Justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E-F-O-R. Jamarian, J-A-M-A-R-I-O-N. And please use his hashtags, Justice for Jamarian, hashtag Justice for Jamarian Robinson. Once again, my name is Monteria Robinson. I am the mother of Jamarian Robinson, who was shot over 59 times here in Atlanta, Georgia, receiving a total of 76 bullet wounds to his body. Again, that's my son, Jamarian Robinson. Please share his story. Please continue to share my story. I would greatly appreciate it. And I'm going to stay out here. I mean, some of you probably have seen me. I've been out in the community a lot. You know, I've been every protest march, you know, here in the city of Atlanta. So please continue to follow my story and share my story. Thank you all so much for, for listening. Okay, right now, I just want to throw up on your screen the updated social media for Jamarion Robinson, as she just gave there, but I also just wanted to uh, show you that graphic in case you need to pause it and write everything down. It'll also be in the description of wherever this podcast appears, whatever platform it appears on, we'll make sure we post all of that relevant information. Now, a um, couple of things that I picked up, you know, from what she was saying. First of all, this sounds like a blue lynch mob, a blue posse lynch mob. What initiated this, apparently an individual, or at least we're told an individual pointed a gun at police and ran. He didn't shoot the cop. He didn't kill the cop. Didn't even fire in the air, but pointed a gun at a cop and ran. So as she mentioned, they didn't even have a warrant to go to his girlfriend's apartment and bust down the door. So it seems like it's a case of mistaken identity. And then that was very deceptive for them to get a picture from the family and then send that out to the media um, because there was, you know, uh, the point was being made by the family that the picture that the police had of the individual they looking was looking for was not the same person. For four years, four years justice being denied and for this da to say oh we're gonna wait till the pandemic is over well where might that be there's no excuse they still arresting people during the pandemic in atlanta they sure arrested the white girl who allegedly burnt down the wendy's and shame on y'all who who may have helped them find her um but yeah so and then another thing those cops still on the street that have committed other acts. For example, keeping it in Atlanta, Rashard Brooks, who was just shot in the back and killed by police, and then they kicked his body, stood on his body after he had been shot. And then later on, we heard all these black cops making very inappropriate comments. I'm telling you, skin color don't matter to me when it comes to a slave catcher. 
a pig is as a pig does. And there's just too many blue pigs who don't believe in practicing justice, but believe in just brutally murdering people. But the officer that was involved, Garrett uh, Rolfe, who shot Rashard Brooks in the back, this is coming to you from CNN just a few minutes ago, uh, said that he was involved in a 2015 incident where a black man was presumably shot by officers during a car chase and arrest, according to court records and police incident reports obtained by CNN. Um, so this guy was still, quote unquote, under review for five years. See, this is what they call pattern and practice. Pattern and practice all across the United States. They drag their feet on these cases, hoping that nobody, you know, is going to invest the time and the energy it takes to keep pushing for justice. And then they just hope it just disappears from the mind of the local community. I had never even heard of this case before. Some of my friends told me uh, in South Carolina that, you know, they were involved in actions. Uh, they're closer to Georgia and maybe they saw it in, on their local South Carolina news. But I only found out about this because of retired truck driver, shout out to Blair, uh, who lives in Hawaii, told me about the case and put me in touch with Miss uh, Robinson. So that's why I'm bringing it to you now on black talk radio news this is this is pitiful y'all and i don't care how many roles they paint with black lives matter i don't care how many knees these police officers take i don't care how many kente cloths uh members of congress wear while taking a knee this is a systemic problem and it has to be solved it has to be solved on a local level, on a state level, and on a national level. Please to please continue to support the production of independent black media. You can make a tax-deductible donation to the Black Talk Media Project, which is based here in North Carolina. With that said, peace and blessings to all. Y'all stay safe out there, okay? Stay safe because it's, it's really bad out there.